The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> Listed to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. We're also simulcasting on a delay on the Date Sheets Patreon feed and LockBetting.com. We are coming off the back of landing yet another lock, taking our season record to 17 and 5. But to add to that, we also landed a parlay, which became an official play over a lockbetting.com. And last night, we landed a dog. So that's lock, dog, and parlay last time out. A clean sweep on the EPL show. Motherfucker, I'm awesome. No, you're not, dude. Don't lie. I'm awesome. I'm driving around in my mom's ride. I'm awesome. A quarter of my life gone by, and I met all my friends online. Motherfucker, I'm awesome. I will run away from a brawl. I'm awesome. There's no voicemail, nobody calls. I'm awesome. I can't afford to buy eight balls and I talk to myself on my Facebook wall. You know my pants sag. Right, 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 right. So that's the that's the fun part done, and it definitely would have been fun if you guys were on those bets. I know the um, the parlay became an official play. On the lockbetting.com website, the lock always is. Two rocks, two locks in a row now have landed under Manchester United's new manager, Olegan Solskjaer. Two wins out of two, eight goals, two conceded. So far, so good. Comes up against what I think is his toughest challenge this week, a home game against Bournemouth. And um, although I can't necessarily lock up Man United this week because they're outside of our price realm, I am confident that Man United will make it three wins in a row. So that may just have to be a parlay play for us because, as I said, Man United narrowly, narrowly outside the lock price that we like to use, which is one to two and Man United currently sitting at four to nine. So I'm going to have to change the Feng Shui here of the show. Can't start with Man United as the lock. In fact, we're going to close out of Man United because it's the last game that happens for 30 Sunday. The first game is Brighton versus Evan. And what's interesting here is that some people often say that they cannot find some of the bets and some bets are more difficult to find than others, such as handicaps or Asian handicaps or both teams to score or whatever. For the first eight games here, until we go up to Southampton versus Manchester City, we're picking eight straight winners. So no other markets that we're looking into, no both teams to score, no under two and a half goals. Literally, the first eight games, straight up, eight winners that we're going to be going for. So let's have a look who they are. 
Brighton host Everton, where Brighton are 23 to 10. 23 to 10, the draw also, and 6 to 5 on Everton. I think Everton are coming off the back of a bounce back victory after being after being defeated by Tottenham by four goals, losing 6-2. They bounce back with a victory by four goals against Burnley, who look in big trouble. I think Everton may continue that momentum here. I'm almost reached a point where I think this team are more comfortable playing away from home. They have put up decent away performances in the league this season against the likes of Liverpool and Man United and have narrowly come out on the losing side. They also should have beaten Arsenal away from home as well. But I think Brighton here, who got a good result at home to Arsenal, may let their guard down slightly. It's... It's difficult to go from playing against an Arsenal and getting really up to it, up for it, to playing Everton. Not that Everton are a small side. They're just not in that caliber. In addition to that, it's already going to be difficult. Although the manager won't straight out come out and say it, it's already going to be difficult for Brighton to envisage themselves in any kind of relegation trouble. So I think Everton carry on riding here. There's also some interesting Everton players that have come to the forefront in fantasy. Now, I don't think Luca Digne, who's only at £5 million, is going to stop taking those free kicks. Additionally, I don't think Everton have a terrible defence. Same goes for Mina. Mina's a guy that's called three goals in the World Cup. I don't think he's going to stop coming up for corners. So whilst Everton do lack themselves an out-and-out striker, goals do tend to come from other areas in the pitch. Goofy Sigerson's been chipping in with a few, and he's also the penalty taker. But I also expect a few more to come from the back now, particularly these two players. So there are interesting selections to have a look at, that being Luca Digna and Jeremina from Everton. Up next, you have Fulham versus Huddersfield, where Fulham are 23-10 to favourites here, 11-5 the draw, and 13-5 to on Huddersfield. This has to be a spot where Fulham pick up a win here. Um, Huddersfield are going down. There's no doubt about it in my mind. They are not good enough to beat anyone away from home in this league. I think they could honestly end up being relegated this season without an away win to their name. Um, They have only managed to find a net 12 times this season, four times at home, and they have managed to score eight goals away from home, but conceded a whopping 20, giving them a minus 12 goal difference away, a minus 10 at home, a minus 22 overall. And although there are teams worse than them, that being Fulham, that's because Fulham have had some massive hidings in this league, like a 5-1 at home to Arsenal. I think Fulham have the opportunity here to sit right on the edge of the relegation zone come the end of play after this 20th game of the season is played. And with 18 games to go, Fulham could be sitting on 14 points right behind Cardiff here. And um, if it comes down to Cardiff or Fulham, I'm picking Fulham to stay up. And I do think this season the relegation candidates do look like being... Cardiff, Burnley, Fulham and Huddersfield and they are the only four. It's going to be three out of those four and I'm narrowly taking Fulham to get out of this above Cardiff simply because they do have a better team on paper but if that is to happen in this instance, Fulham must win this game against Huddersfield, the poorest team in the Premier League and one to four favourites to go down by the way. Up next, you have Leicester City versus Cardiff. Leicester coming into this two wins in a row. Shocking wins as well, beating Chelsea and Man City. These were earmarked as the games that would see Claude Puel go. He was the favourite to be the next manager to go and still is, but not 
at the price that he was. He's moved out to around about six to one now. Whereas after the second of Mourinho, PR was immediately reduced to even money favourite. He's not anymore. It's four to seven for Leicester to win this game. It's 29 to 10 on the draw and 11 to two Cardiff. This one has lock potential. The only thing I'm worried about is the fact that Leicester have actually gone and won two games in a row. And you would think they would come into this and win their easiest game out of the three, but that's just not how football works. What's making me think that it's still a good bet is because Cardiff have just come off the back of a 5-1 defeat against Man United and then bounced back and got themselves a very, very good point away to Crystal Palace in a 0-0 draw. Now, I think it's more unlikely that Cardiff pick up back-to-back away points against superior opposition than it is for Leicester to just win three games in a row. I think they're going to continue on with the same players that are in form. Vardy's playing well, Chilwell, Maguire playing well at the back. Um, you've got J- you've got Albrighton chipping in. And of course, James Madison is probably the find of the season for, for Leicester. He's been their best player. And obviously, Casper Schmeichel's solid goalkeeper. There's, all, there's, there's six players there that are better than anything Cardiff have or will ever have in the Premier League because obviously I think Cardiff are going down and even if they stayed up and played next season they still wouldn't be able to sign players as good as Madison, Albrighton, Maguire, Chilwell, Kasper Schmeichel or Jamie Vardy so I'm taking Leicester to win this game. Up next, you have Tottenham versus Wolves, where Tottenham are one to two favourites to win this game. It's fifteen to four to draw and fifteen to two on Wolves. I think Tottenham just keep winning. Uh, last time out, I picked goals in this in in the Tottenham game. I said Tottenham would win and over two point five goals. Just to say, last time out, not only did a lock dog and parlay land, but we went eight and two last time on the EPL show. So it was overall just a strong, strong show and. I was at the Tottenham game last time and I was right in saying that they do give up chances, which they did, even though they did come away with a 5-0 win. They did give up chances. So Bournemouth could have been contributors to that over two and a half goals landing. Uh, I do think there'll be over two and a half goals again, but because Tottenham come into this game and uh, as one to two favourites, which is more respected than than the price that we were getting in the Bournemouth game, which I believe was 4-11. to 11. Um, We can take Tottenham here as an outright win and continue the run of just picking outright winners here at the start of this EPL show. In addition to that, I just want to say um, there's a lot of Tottenham players that should be considered for fantasy right now. I think Kieran Trippier is going to be predominantly the right back in the second half of the season. I think he's a good buyer because he makes assists. I think that Foyth may provide you good defensive cover. It's always worth sticking him in the team. And then if he doesn't play, you can rotate him out. He's a £5 million centre-back, which is cheap for someone in the top four. Harry Kane's still going to score goals, but there is coming a point where Harry Kane is proving to be expensive and there is better use for your money. Taking Kane out and maybe padding the team out with the likes of Son, maybe one of Ali or Lucas Moura will probably be a better way to go because the goals now are coming for Spurs in much more areas of the pitch. And I do think Harry Kane will struggle to be the top goal scorer this season. I will be looking to replace him with Sergio Aguero again to free up some more funds at the later stages of the, uh, sorry, 
in the middle stages of January, I think that'll be the target point. I think Tottenham have got the easy games coming up here against Wolves and then away to Cardiff. And I think then around about the 12th of January, you may be looking at making the change to Aguero to Kane. That's how I personally would do it. Watford versus Newcastle sees Watford as three to four favourites, five to two to draw and 15 to four on Newcastle. Newcastle slipping a little bit now because it feels like they've, they've done enough to stay up. They had a disappointing 0-0 draw before losing 4-0 to Liverpool. So they haven't now scored for, for three hours of football. Watford are playing really well. They dominated periods of the game against Chelsea. We've already seen them go and dominate against lesser teams in this league. We've seen them go and win at West Ham and hit them on the counter-attack and and beat their four-game win streak and their four-game win streak. West Ham, of course, won yesterday against Southampton. So they didn't become a bad team overnight, just like Watford didn't become a bad team overnight when they started to drop a few points after a really good start. I think on paper... They're a lot better team in Newcastle. They're coming home here, looking to bounce back from a home defeat against Chelsea and looking to cap off what will be a relatively decent Christmas period with a win here against Newcastle at 3-4. to four. Up next, the main game of the week sees Liverpool versus Arsenal in the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday, where Liverpool are the 4-7 to favourites to win this game, 7-2 to, to draw and 5-1 to one on Arsenal. Now, over the years, this could be a very, very easy over 2.5 goals, both teams to score bet, where it would stop you from picking a winner. However, this year, Liverpool have the tendency to shut teams down completely. I know that that bet would have paid out against Man United, Liverpool to win and both teams to score. However, if you look at the goal Man United scored, it was a rare and terrible clangor by Allison, who isn't really making a lot of mistakes this season. I would not be surprised to see Liverpool win this game without conceding a goal. I think Liverpool have better players and they can win the small battles on this pitch. Arsenal's defence should be scared of Mane, Firmino, Shakiri, and Mo Salah, especially the way that they press. If they press like they did there, I think you're going to see a repeat of Arsenal versus Tottenham from the Carabao Cup. Plenty of spaces for Liverpool to get into to expose this Arsenal defence who are not quick enough to track back once caught on the press. The timing of the runs of Salah and Mane will be pivotal and even if they and even if they don't time the runs correctly even if they give the Arsenal defenders a head start they have far more pace up top than Arsenal have at the back in order to get through on goal I think they're going to give Arsenal nightmares here and I wouldn't even be surprised if this game ends up in the 3 or 4-0 category this definitely has lock potential for me as well I know it's a very Easy lock to just carry on taking the top team, but while I'm getting it within the within the price realm, it'd be silly not to take it and continue on with this lock run. Idealistically, I'd like to take Man United, but they're not available at the price because they're currently sitting at four to nine. So we're gonna have to find a different bet here. Don't need to do that here. This is a straight up Liverpool win at four to seven. Moving on to Sunday, where four games are taking place. And for the first two, we're going to continue on with picking winners. Crystal Palace, 19-5, 13-5 the draw, and 8-11 on Chelsea. Palace are still having these massive problems at home. They managed to go and score three goals at Man City and win that game. And then they come home and draw 0-0 against Cardiff. They are really struggling to score goals from open play. It's been a problem for them all season. If we look at the home table, Palace are only sitting 15th in the home table with 
two wins, three draws, four defeats, and having only scored five in their nine home games. I don't think that's going to get any better here because you're going up against Chelsea, who sit third in the away table. Six away wins, one draw, two losses, managed to score 18 goals in the road. That's an average of two a game, whereas Palace are averaging 0.5 at home, and Chelsea have only conceded eight. So this has all the makings of an away win and looking at the statistics if I used the statistics over the eye test this would certainly also be venturing into lock potential a definite Chelsea win here for me up next you have Burnley versus West Ham where the draw in and the Burnley win are both at 12 to 5 and West Ham are available at 11 to 10 I'm not sure where to do with do with this what to do with this one because I would like West Ham better if they weren't on such a great run, which is a weird thing to say because they've won five out of the last six and they're going for six swings out of seven. And also, I don't like the fact that Burnley just got slaughtered. Now, in many other sports, you'd look at this as a perfect spot to jump on. A player in an individual sport, a player who's playing really badly versus a player on a massive win streak, especially if you were getting odds against, which you are here, you're getting 11 to 10, you would jump all over it. doesn't really work like that in football, doesn't really work like that in the NFL, maybe because we're looking at team sports here where there is a bounce back ability effect in play for teams that suffered particularly embarrassing and humiliating losses. And that is the situation that Burnley are in now. Do I think that they'll be able to win this game? No, no, because if you look at the players on paper, especially someone like Felipe Anderson, you would think Burnley would be up against it here. However, I am expecting a more respectable performance. I do think West Ham should be able to go and win this game at 11 to 10, but it's certainly not one of my strongest picks on this podcast. I'm very, very wary of a team coming off the back of a humiliation, especially in the Premier League. The same way I'm wary of a team causing a big upset win. Now, neither of those teams are in the upset win category, but we do have West Ham going into this in really, really good form and, and being very hyped up. And we have Burnley, who are basically being condemned to relegation by many pundits. And usually what happens is is you see some kind of big swing or turnaround and shock result. That could happen here, but I'm still going to take West Ham because I feel that looking at the teams on paper... I think West Ham may just have too much quality to fall victim to the statistic of a team bouncing back off a of humiliation and a team on a good run losing to inferior opposition out of the blue. I think the inferiority here is too much for West Ham to slip up. Speaking of inferiority, we move on to Southampton versus Manchester City where Manchester City have slipped up to two inferior opponents in back-to-back -back weeks. Not only have they dropped points, they've lost the games outright. Somehow this team, who are being talked about as a possibility of, of being an unbeaten team, have now succumbed to three defeats this season, two away from home, one at home to Crystal Palace, although they're still top of the home league table with nine wins out of ten. They now travel to Southampton and they're in a must-win scenario because they're seven points behind Liverpool, the leaders of the Premier League. And by the time this game kicks off, I believe that Man City will start ten points behind Liverpool. It's 70-2 on Southampton, 9-2 to draw and 1-3 to on Manchester City. 
I can't see anything other than a Man City win here. And I do see goals in this game as well because Man City have not been defending well. They've not been keeping clean sheets for quite a while. They've only had one in the last six weeks, as we keep mentioning on here. We're waiting for them to keep a clean sheet. It's not been happening. So I'm going to take Man City to win this game. And I'm going to add the caveat of over two and a half goals simply because... We can't pick this at one to three as a Man City outright win. However, I will be including Man City into the parlay because I'm confident that they do bounce back and get the victory this week against this Southampton team who have had a decent start under a new manager but did succumb to a defeat against West Ham yesterday. And I think Hasselhoff loses uh, another game this weekend against Man City who are in a must-win, must-bounce-back situation. Finally, we close out with Man United versus Bournemouth, where Man United are the 4-9 favourites, 4-1 the draw, and 7-1 Bournemouth. I don't want to do too much of this game, but the rules that we self-impose on this podcast means that we must go and find a separate bet for Man United on this particular occasion. So I have had a look around, and I'm going to pretty much just go with what I just gave out again. And that's Man United and over two and a half goals in the game, which is even money on this occasion. So not certain as that Man City game that we just gave out. I think Man United win this game. It's a very comfortable start for Ole Solskjaer. The first four games are very winnable. After this, they go to Newcastle. And then it's only on January 13th where they face a tough game at Wembley against Tottenham. And then after that, it gets a little bit easier again. And and when I looked at these fixtures immediately, I did expect Man United to be capable of winning seven of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first eight games in charge. And I've not changed my mind about here. I'm fully expecting a Man United win. So we take this on to the lock dog parlay. There were three locks that I really liked on the show. I like Liverpool. I like Tottenham. And I like Leicester. And quite frankly, all three of those could be a parlay. And even Chelsea at Crystal Palace, statistically, that's a great play as well. In the end, for the lock, I've decided to go with Tottenham. I think Tottenham do keep riding this one out here. I think Tottenham need to keep pressure on the top two. They've got them very, very nice Christmas schedule. I looked at that immediately over Christmas and began to put Tottenham players into my team. Harry Kane has had permanent captaincy over the Christmas period and hasn't really fully delivered on that, in my opinion. But hopefully against Wolves, he does do a little bit more than he has done. Because when you have a captain in over the Christmas period, you do want more than one goal from a player, especially when Tottenham have scored 11 in the last two. And um, Harry Kane has chipped in with three of those, which is a decent return, but disappointing that he only scored one in the last game. But he was substituted to keep himself fresh. He will obviously be starting this game against Wolves. I'm expecting him to make a contribution here, and I'm expecting Tottenham to win this game. Although... As I said, I wouldn't dissuade you from sitting off any of the other locks that I looked at. And there was potential to lock up Leicester here. There was potential to lock up Liverpool here. And there was potential to lock up Chelsea here. As for the parlay, it actually doesn't contain Leicester or Chelsea because there were two teams that are outside of the lock price that I need to bring in. So I have bought in Man United and Manchester City. I think both the Manchester clubs do win on Sunday. And I've added 
Liverpool to that bet. So Liverpool, Man United and Manchester City are my selections there. If you take that out on as a parlay, you will end up winning £259 off a £100 bet. I do like that one. Uh, the dog for this podcast didn't really see any major dogs hit at all. As I look down the board to try and find one, I don't think any of the dogs are in play here. I think Fulham is a home win. I think Everton's an away win. I think Leicester's a home win. Tottenham's a home win. Watford's a home win. Liverpool's a home win. Palace are not going to do anything against Chelsea. So it's really, really difficult here to pick out a dog because I have taken the favourite on every single game on this podcast and I'm confident about each one of them as well so it's really really difficult for me to find a dog the only way thing that I can do is go into the markets here and find something at a bigger price and state that that will constitute the underdog for this podcast because there really isn't anything that I'm in love with so for this edition of the EPL show, I am going to go for Leicester to win to nil against Cardiff. It's available at 6-4, to four, plus 150. I can't see Cardiff scoring a goal against Leicester. They have a solid defence, solid goalkeeper of Schmeichel, Pereira, Chilwell, Harry Maguire, and possibly Johnny Evans possibly Wes Morgan, but whoever plays, I think Cardiff will have a difficult time to score against Leicester. And if Leicester don't win this game, it will probably end up being a nil-nil because they haven't been able to break through Cardiff and they have had a couple of those this season. However, I do think that they will manage to break through. They won away to Cardiff off the back of the death of their chairman. I believe it was the first game they played and they went and won at Cardiff. So they should have no problem at home. That one was a 1-0. I'm expecting something similar here. I'm thinking 2-0 possibly to Leicester. So I think Leicester to nil is going to be the underdog play on this podcast. So that's it from me for another edition of the EPL show. Of course, as you know, there is no European show at the moment, but there is some Italian football going on. They're not on their winter break yet until January. So look out for some Serie A tips that may be mixed into parlays and whatnot over at lockbetting.com. Lockbetting.com has seen us break the £2,000 mark for the third month in a row. We are actually now knocking on the door of our record. Our record month was £2,437. We are now sitting at £2,294. We're at £2,344, but we lost £50 last night because of the Golden State Warriors. Jesus, what's going on with them? Not only did they not cover the spread of nine, but they lost the second home game to the Portland Trailblazers. And they've also lost before that on Christmas Day to the Lakers where they got absolutely destroyed. So I don't know what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. They certainly haven't bounced back. There was always this myth that uh, the likes of Golden State or Manchester City or the New England Patriots, teams like that would always bounce back. Even Barcelona and Real Madrid over in Spain, two teams that are notorious for bouncing back after a loss. I can tell you for, for a fact that all of these teams, Patriots, Golden State, Man City, Barcelona, Real Madrid, They've all failed to do that this year on, on multiple occasions. They have seen themselves suffer back-to-back bad results. The Patriots did it against um, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off the back of a loss to Miami. And then they didn't cover the spread against Buffalo last week either. So there is a lot of that going around at the moment. So be careful because teams are not made of Teflon and they are not bouncing back the way that they used to. It's not a gimme bet that if Golden State Warriors don't cover a spread and lose outright against the Lakers, that the Portland Trailblazers are going to get their asses to handed to them the next time that they play. There is fuck you mode in sport. It does exist, but it's not what it used to be. Well, it certainly isn't in 2018, coming on to 2019. So tread carefully for that. A lot of auto bets are going down the toilet recently. I'm going to close this out by giving out my lock dog tease for the NFL for the Ryan Kramer lock off. Last week, we pushed with the New England Patriots minus 12. Line opened at 11 and a half. So if I got my recording in early, I would have won that bet. But in saying that, the line also closed at 13. So if I got it in late, I would have lost that bet. Somehow managed to get it in at the exact time where I ended up with a push. So that's unlucky now. Takes my lock record against Ryan to 4-3-1, and one, but he's not landing them either because he's sitting at 3-4. Sorry, 5-3-5, and five, and I'm sitting at 4-3-1. Uh, and one. Got a bit confused with that one. Uh, looking at the games this week, be very careful in the NFL because it is very much a case of Teams that have a lot to play for versus teams that have nothing to play for. But it's also a situation of, do we need to play our starters until the end? The Rams, for example, could be covering uh, the the, the 10-point spread against the 49ers. And then they could take off Goff and Gurley. And then all of a sudden, you could see the game getting a lot closer. And all of a sudden, your 10-point spread isn't covered. So be very careful with that. There's a lot of teams in those situations. The Houston Texans are in a situation. Um, you can see the Seahawks being in that situation. You can see the Rams being in that situation. I'm just looking through the board here. Uh, a lot of those teams in that situation. The Patriots are another one. They're, they're big spreads and they all need to win games and they should cover them. But you just never know if they're going to... Um, see that through until the end and if the stars are going to be there at the end. So I'm going to take a team that are in a situation where they just have to win and their whole season depends on it. And that's the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens cannot do anything but win this game. And I believe that if the Baltimore Ravens do win this game, they'll go on to win the entire AFC. I gave my reasons for that on the NFL show on the date sheet. It's basically down to the fact that they are the second uh, second in the whole NFL for, for rushing and they are the number one defense. And when you're averaging four and a half yards per carry, that's going to give you a first down every single time. The defense and the run game travels on the road. So even when they start to encounter road games, be it against the Chiefs and the Patriots, who I think they'll play on the road to the Super Bowl, I think they're able to beat those teams. I think those teams are overrated. I think those teams have shown their weakness in, in the second half of the season, and that will be the run, and that will be what the Ravens do. They're going to run all over them en route to winning the AFC, and I think the Baltimore Ravens are a decent lock here to cover the 5.5 against the Cleveland Browns. That's going to be my lock for this week although it was almost the New York Giants and that would be another one that I wouldn't dissuade you from betting. They're probably going to cover the six against the Cowboys because the Cowboys really, really don't care about this game. 
So onto the teaser, and that is where I'm going to take the New York Giants. I'm also going to take the Rams down to minus four, and I'm going to finish it off by adding the New England Patriots minus seven. I do that with some reluctance. I certainly won't be betting the Patriots at minus 13, <clears throat> but I do think they do enough to cover the seven. Even if the starters come off, um, they won't let this game get down to, to seven points necessarily. I think it's quite incredible, actually, how the New England Patriots are the number two seed this season, despite the fact that they have been awful in so many games. But not only do they look like they're going to be the two, it looks like they're going to get themselves an easy home game against either the Texans or the winners of the Titans-Colts game later. That'll actually be the last game on Sunday night. And I think that will be the game that I'm going to go to for my underdog play i don't fully understand why the titans are getting three and a half points at home i'm under the assumption that that line suggests that marcos mariota is 50 50 to play this game the titans are six and one at home this season so they have a decent home field they've played decent teams at home and they are a decent team overall which people refuse to acknowledge and so are the colts but the fact that these two teams are fairly equal, despite the fact that one clearly has a better quarterback, but the other are clearly better on the other side of the ball. So it does even out. So the fact that these are even teams and one's at home and one the home team is getting the three and a half means that if these two teams played on a neutral field, that... The Colts would be, what, six-point favourites? That doesn't make any sense to me because they wouldn't. And it's almost suggesting that if this game was played in Indianapolis, then Indianapolis would be close to double-digit favourites at home to the Titans. And, and that doesn't make sense either. So a lot of this doesn't make sense. And I guess it could all be down to Marcus Mariota here. But I think that the Titans cover the three-and-a-half and... Obviously, this is a dog play, so we need him to win outright. And I do think that they'll be able to win outright here and secure their place in the playoffs for the postseason. I think that the Titans are being quite disrespected here and could put up a decent showing here and add to their home record, taking them to 7-1 at home for the season, taking them through to the postseason. So that concludes my lock dog tease and the NFL portion of the show. I will be releasing my official NFL betting plays over on my website, lockbetting.com. So make sure you check those out. Had a really good week last week. Landed a three to one on a double play in the Bears game. Took the minus four and the under 44 points. We're actually on a nine and two streak at the moment, which has helped us get past the 2,000 pound mark. We are hoping to go past that record this week of 2,437, which was the month of October. We are hoping to beat that in December and we are not far off doing it. A decent EPL week coupled with a few decent selective NFL plays. And that's a key word this weekend. Be selective because some games don't mean shit to some people and the spread doesn't matter to the coaches as much as it matters to you. So if you're taking these double digit spreads, just think about if these people are going to continue running up the scoreboard for the sake of your bets 
on Sunday. It's not going to happen. So just be very, very careful. If you think there is a reason for the Rams to beat the San Francisco 49ers by 20 points, then or by all means, then, then go for it. I'm not going to tell you what you should do with your money, although that is my job at lockbetting.com to tell you what you should do with your money. But I can't make you do anything. If you have a strong hunch, if you're a gut handicapper or whatever, then you go for it. And I wish you luck and I hope you have a big Sunday. But as I said, our picks will be going up on lockbetting.com as we continue to, as we look to continue our strong run and strong finish to the month of December as we close in on that record month of 2,437. Let's hope we can get it done. That's it from me. Hope you guys have a good Christmas. Hope you guys have a happy new year. And as always, good luck with all of your bets. And thanks for listening.